Rob Palmer, the podcast. Good morning, Robert. Oh, good morning. What do you got for us, buddy? Well, same size does matter because I think this was uh, featured in the news actually last night with Pete Overton. Burger King, they're in a pickle. The US judge rejecting an attempt by the company to throw out a lawsuit that alleged it made its Whopper burgers appear larger on menu boards than in the reality. Look, that is the case with most burgers that you see on the menu board. Then you open up your container. Big Mac shouldn't even be able to call Big Mac Big Mac because it's not big in any way, shape or form. In fact, it's almost smaller than the little cheeseburger. Or is it that our hands have just got bigger from when we were kids? <laughs> Maybe. kids. Oh, everything. That, that's shrinkflation. But this yeah. isn't about sh- – well, it is shrinkflation because it just doesn't match the picture. I'll show you the picture. Oh, that's, that's not all, just about no, size either. That's no. about yeah. what is that but sloppy see, thing? You remember, it, it's those artistic photographers that do that, and you go behind the scenes of how they make that burger look beautiful. It's unbelievable what they use. Fly spray. They do that indeed. Sometimes, yeah. But it reminded me of that scene. You remember Michael Douglas in Falling Down where he goes into the burger shop oh, yeah, and yeah. it's three minutes past 11 and they yeah, say, I'm well, sorry, sir, we stopped serving <laughs> breakfast at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and Italy wants his burger. They give him a burger and then this happens. See, this is what I'm talking about. Turn around, look at that. You see what I mean? It's, it's plump, it's juicy, it's three inches thick. Now, look at this sorry, miserable, squashed thing. <laughs> Can anybody tell me what's wrong with this picture? Anybody? Anybody at all? Yeah. Well, the class action spearheaded, spearheaded by Florida lawyer Anthony Russo claims Burger King's Whopper marketing has been misleading customers in three ways. Firstly, that the menus appear 35% larger in size than wow. they are. Images yeah. show burgers that contain more than double the meat. And thirdly, that the ingredients overflow the bun, <laughs> when in reality the patty and the amounts of lettuce and tomato cheese are so stingy, they're mostly contained within the sandwich. And you know what? We still buy them, don't we? Oh, can't help it. A US man who felt like he'd won the lottery, he found this bag containing, look, it was about seven and a half grand worth of cash in a yeah. car park. But that what's happened now, he's been charged with larceny. What he did, it was Robert from Trumbull in Connecticut. He found this bag on the cash on the ground outside this local bank oh, mm. in May. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. It's like finding luggage on, at the airport. Come on, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and he decided to keep it thinking it was his lucky day that someone dropped the 7,000 oh just for him. Good Lord. So he walked out <laughs> into the car, a parking lot, yeah. saw something on the ground. There yeah. it was. Oh, so picked it up. Uh, it's not like I stole anything, he said. Finders <laughs> so, keepers. Yeah. And according to the Trumbull police, uh, Rob turned himself into the police last week. <laughs> believe he had no obligation to return the bag to re- its rightful owner, right? But police said the bag, which was full of town tax receipt funds, oh. was clearly marked with the bank's insignia and contained numerous documents that identified the context, uh, contents that belonged to the, uh, the town of Trumbull. Well, he handed it back, mate. Was the bag a little bit lighter? Uh, well, three months on, Rob was charged last Friday with third-degree larceny, uh, punishable by up to five years in prison. What is larceny? Um, larceny. <laughs> Okay. And uh, and Robbie runs a dog training business. Claimed he was he never had a criminal record after living in this town for twenty years. I'm not looking for trouble. He was released from custody to appear in court on September five. So larceny, the theft of personal property, I think it is in the yeah, English, English larceny was replaced as a statutory crime by theft 
in 1968. Jeez, so. bloody good. Oh, off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, you, you are. Now, just... it's, now it used to be last year. Now it's theft. <laughs> oh, but God. you know, you're full of knowledge. You're a you're a fountain. Tomato, aren't you? tomato. <laughs> Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Thirty first of August. Gone quick, hasn't it? Oh, oh it's bloody gone fast. That means September. It's spring tomorrow. Yeah, damn straight it oh, is. Get out of it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. My wisteria's come out. You want? <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> there you go. Hadn't seen the light of day oh, during winter. <laughs> Stand back. No, no. Uh, think this thing you gets. thought your rash was bad. <laughs> uh, question, what is a wisteria? Is that some it's sort gone of? gone purple. Uh, what is a wisteria? A wisteria is yeah. a beautiful uh, mm. vine-like plant. Mm-hmm. That grows on it grows on fences and mm. trellises and stuff, but it's got this really nice purple flower and it's just popping out now early because right. of the warm weather. There you go. They, but they look good. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Well, the old man's gone down and hopefully not for the last time. Elton John, 76 years old, hospitalised after falling in his home in France. That's not good. It's not at no. 76. No. Whenever you hear that. Oh, that yeah, it's the beginning seriously. of the end. When they'll say, you're talking to someone in the street and they'll say, oh, blah, 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 he's had a fall. Oh, oh he's how's had his a fall. Head? He, going, oh, he, no. will, he will not be touring again. He I will. say following, well, no, of course he's not. He had his final tour. Oh, yeah, but he said that on the other, before the final <laughs> before, tour as well. But yeah, but no, but the final Yellow Brick Road but, tour, but, that was the final final. Yeah. And it finished in July. Yeah. So. But, that, you know, 76, mate, he's bloody good age. But, but he, seven, what, yeah, what he, but. You age 10 years once you go. Tick. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. went to the hospital. They said he was immediately, immediately discharged and oh, he's well, now back well, at home. Well, that's good. If he was immediately discharged, well, that's good news. That's what I'd say if I was looking after Elton John too. Yeah, because he might be able to do another tour then, surely. You have because, a stack. Yeah. No, bag no, packed. no. If he's um, uh, released immediately, that's bloody good news. And some other good news, Aussies. Yeah, I'm doing this. Aussies will get the chance to look Hang up on. into the sky this week. What? Yes, and gaze upon a rare blue moon. This is for you, Billy Mack and Mickey D. It's not just a blue moon. It's a blue super moon, Robert. Thank you. What's a super moon? Well, the super moon is super. It's better than just a moon. It's a super no, moon. Yeah, the super moon is when the moon is actually closer uh, to Earth than it normally is. I'm doing the story. Yeah, we'll get for it, the last, get it I right. haven't finished the last time in six years. Now, the blue super moon, which will be visible on Wednesday and Thursday nights, mm. providing there's no cloud coverage. Will occur again in uh, not until 2029. So now this supermoon occurs three to four times a calendar year. Yeah. When a full moon. Why is it blue? Well, a full moon appears at the same time the moon is closest to the Earth. Let me get yeah, to the story. Because the moon. The moon path is, is orbiting <laughs> the Earth, and orbit doesn't look a perfect circle. That's so right. There's a time of the orbit where the moon is closer and it's further away. Get on with it. Stop reading. Just tell me. Yeah. And when it's at its closest point, around 360,000 kilometres away, there's a full moon at the same, then we get a super moon. Yeah. Why is it blue? Yeah. Well, the the good question. Why is the blue? Despite its name, (laughs) the blue super moon isn't actually blue in colour. No. Instead, the name comes from an age-old expression, Robert, once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. That's right. Because sometimes it happens twice in one month. I'm doing the story. As it's rare you side occurring it once every two or three years. There'll be oh, another blue supermoon in uh, about 10 years, Paddy Gerard. That's I, what I've heard. Are your ears painted on? I said in 2029. That's if, great. If, yeah, so that is happening on Wednesday and Thursday night, providing the By cloud. the way, yes. Saturn's rings are visible at the moment. 
You can see Saturn's rings because Saturn is um, Saturn's right, ring. Yeah, it's coming up in the in the earth. And now, if you get a mate, telescope, yeah. you can actually see the rings and you can see the shape of it. Saturn looks like it's in three dimensions. Where, where do you see this in the sky? Well, <laughs> the sky. You should see the pattern of Saturn mate. over the last ten. I'm doing space news today. Paddy <laughs> and Rob Palmer, the podcast. The Central Coast, when someone is doing well, we jump on their bandwagon and we're jumping on another bandwagon today because we've got Dale Berg, the Vice President of Central Coast Oztag with us. G'day, Dale. Dale. Good morning. Mate, now we had the world uh, Oztag. back from Ireland. Yes, yeah, Philly D potatoes and all that sort of stuff. How was Limerick? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, the setup of the whole tournament was unbelievable. Uh, they were based out of the uni where Munster, one of the rugby clubs over there, are played out of. So, yeah, we had some unbelievable facilities over there, so yeah. it was really good. Limerick Stab City, they call it. Do they still call it yeah, Stab City? they certainly do. Yeah. yeah, certainly do. Yeah, you walk around there late at night, and I can certainly see why. <laughs> now, what about, what about the Guinness? Was it flowing? It certainly was. Um, we had our um, dinner to kick off the whole week, and, yeah, there was Guinness flowing left, right, and centre there. Oh. Yeah, it's not bad. And now it the tastes, Oz- And it tastes a hell of a lot better over there, too. Now, we've Everyone done, we've done quite – oh, it does, yeah. Yeah, it's another world. Yeah. You drink it here, drink it there. It's two different drinks yeah. altogether. Yeah. But, mate, the Oztag World Cup, it was on in Ireland, and there's a lot of coast representation over there. Yeah, so we had 65 players just in the Australian teams, and there was a couple of other exile teams that played over there, which had around about another 15 or 20 Central Coast players. So we had a huge contingent, uh, which is really exciting when you're over there. You bump into people left, right and centre. And Australia won. There were 13 divisions. How many did Australia win? Yeah, Australia took out 11, um, which was an amazing achievement. Obviously, Australia are normally quite strong at these, but uh, to head over there and take away 11, um, everyone was pretty happy with the outcome. Yeah. Do you reckon we might have had a slight edge because it is called Oztag? <laughs> yeah, well, they all have their own slightly different names in different countries. Right. Um, they, they're obviously more based around rugby in the Northern Hemisphere and yeah, NZ have their own one as well, but yeah, for us it was uh, certainly a certainly an advantage uh, us being able to come up with a concept years ago. There was one Central Coast person in each in at least each team. How many teams competed uh, from around the world, Dale? Uh, in total, with the countries, there would have been over twenty countries. Oh, so a big um, event. Yeah, so it was a pretty pretty huge event. Um, we had obviously emergence of a lot of those northern. Uh, hemisphere countries, which traditionally hadn't been as strong, but Ireland and Great Britain uh, particularly really took it to some of the Australian teams over there. So yeah. it was really good. So hopefully when it's um, coming back down to the Southern Hemisphere, all the um, New Zealand and Ireland teams as well uh, throughout the Pacific will obviously be excited to see them come in and really challenge us again. Nice really one. good news. No really one, good news no one the stitched their tags onto their shorts. You know how you can just put oh, a couple of needle yeah, and thread through there? Yeah. Unfair advantage. Do that a couple of times. <laughs> Dale's laughing because he knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yep, exactly right. <laughs> Especially in the finals. Yeah. Uh, Vice President. This tag won't goes, come off. <laughs> He's through. Uh, I got him. Oh, no, him. Vice President of Central Coast Oztag. Thanks for joining us and well done to all the Central Coast uh participants in the World Cup in Oztag over in Limerick. Thanks for that, Dale. No worries at all. Take care, mate. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yes, good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? 
well, I couldn't believe this was actually a thing, but Barnaby Joyce has gone and backed calls, I don't know where these calls are coming from, yeah. to make New Zealand a part of Australia. Barnaby, has he? Yeah. He's argued <laughs> there would be. Hang on. To make New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, Keith, it comes into the Tall Timbers Hotel. We'd love that. A state. I mean, there's already 13% of New Zealand lives in Australia anyway. Let me play the national anthem. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, He's, would that worry me? Would that worry me? Well, Barnaby's a Kiwi citizen. Yeah. Uh, or he was in 2017. Uh, look, it wouldn't worry me. But then how do we play? Oh, then in the state of origin, we could have New Zealand, Queensland. Do you see how wallabies would get better? Oh, if we combine <laughs> oh, the All Blacks could, and the... We could really well, go. It, it would be the All Blacks team. Well, yeah, it would be. I don't, Seriously, I don't know how many of us would make the side. <laughs> but you can come in without a referendum, he says, as part of the Constitution. To have New Zealand. To, yes. Part of us. It says... Oh, yes. Um, referred to Clause <laughs> 6 in Australia's Constitution. He's clearly had nothing. Specifically. Nothing, he's had nothing to do with <laughs> work one day. at all. So he's gone, oh. For a long time. Have, who reads the Constitution? Well, and what I, was it, Clause Barnaby 6? Does. Clause well, when, 6. When you're thinking about changing it, I guess everyone in Parliament probably has a little yeah. look. So but it allows to... for New Zealand in Clause 6 to become one of Australia's states, should it wish to do so. Yeah, right. Oh, oh gee. Oh, imagine. And then no. like, the Warriors could come back to the Central Coast and just be part of there, us. There are, there are 670,000 Kiwis living in Australia at the moment anyway. Okay, okay. And there's only 5.2 in total in New Zealand. <laughs> so so they, they are. So there's a fair chunk that are yeah, already over. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Barnaby. Yeah. Well done. Risky. No, I think I think it's a bloody good idea, uh, as I said, especially for our sporting sides. They're doing all right in the basketball as well. Except the cricket. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, we had this call from Brady from Erina earlier on this morning. Yeah, now what he was talking about, because an eight centimetre worm has been pulled from a woman's brain in what is believed to be the world's first case of a parasitic ringworm from a snake infecting a human. And it was the Ophiad oh. Ascaris robertsi roundworm. It was pulled, still living, from a 64-year-old woman's brain following surgery at Canberra Hospital. How did she know she had a worm in her brain? Well, she was not feeling well. It took them a year to work it out. And look, the and she's just dizzy and all that sort of stuff, so they did an X-ray. There's a bloody worm in your What's brain. What's that thing? Worm. The species of roundworm, and now I'm, every time I talk about this, I scratch, it's common in carpet pythons, typically living in the snake's esophagus and stomach. Now, researchers suspect oh, me the woman likely caught the parasite after collecting a type of native grass, the warrigal greens. I had them last night, actually, for dinner. I love a warrigal green. I went and collected them, which she then took home, cooked and ate. Snake droppings may have been on them, therefore went inside, infected it, crawled up to the brain. Oh, <laughs> Is she doing okay? Oh. A parasitic ringworm. Wash your hands. Okay. All, I can say. <laughs> all right, then. Wash your hands. Yeah, and be careful if you're eating warrigal greens today. Don't pick them up off anything other than a, no. a reputable grocer. Exactly. Yeah, good tip. We're doing who's that dad? Who's your daddy? Oh, do you wash Do you wash your vegetables yes. every time? Oh, not those ones in the bags. You know when they say you don't have to wash them, so I don't wash don't them. Don't wash them? If they say don't wash, you don't wash them. But maybe I should. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe I should now. Yeah, I know. Especially if there's any bloody carpet pythons hanging around where they make them. You never know if there's any carpet pythons in the field. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast.
Rob, over the last, oh, not over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of months, every day, every day you see another building company collapsing, becoming one more casualty amid, it seems, an industry-wide crisis. It's, it's almost become so regular that it's no longer alarming. No, and, and it's not just with builders. It's happening with plumbers, with electrical companies, uh, and also landscapers. And we've got Stu. He's from Wyoming. He joins us this morning. G'day, Stu. Stu. Good, mate. Guys, how are you? Mate, you were a victim of one of these collapses. Yes, yes, I was. Mate, what happened uh, for you? Uh, I'll just, it was business as usual. I sort of had a feeling things weren't going great uh, financially, sort of falling behind even further on p- payments towards me. What's your um, business, Stu? What, what uh, do you... Landscaping. Yeah, landscaping. Landscaping, right. Yeah, yeah. So he was a, the landscape designer. Um, he found all my work, um, so I contracted to him. Um, for the last 12 years, I was contracting to him. So um, he called me Sunday about three weeks ago to say that he's winding it up and all the money that he owed me will, well, in the hands of the liquidators, which turns out is nothing. So, yeah. what, what was a normal amount of money for you to be, you know, um, to have him as a creditor? Owed. No, look, he, because I've worked with him for so long, it always sort of, fell behind a little bit, but he always sort of was trying to catch me up a bit and, and was always promising, you know, the big work will be coming soon. And, and um, But he ended up owing me about 200 grand. A lot of money. He had you. He's your. He's a debtor to you and he owes you 200K and then he just says, I'm sorry, I'm going belly up. Yeah, yeah. And from the liquidator's report, initial report, it was over $1 million he'd owed to other people um, as well, other other trades and, and clients even um, taking deposits and um, progress payments that we weren't even up to yet. So there was quite a lot that he was actually taking. And, yeah. So, Stu, you've had to pay all your workers over the time. Yeah. Uh, you owed this money. Where do you stand now? Um, oh, well, I've just got to put my head down and just, you know, keep working. I, I, I could fight it, I guess, but I don't believe there is any money to be had from him. So um, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Oh, mate, that's just devastating. But the thing is, it, it's not like he hasn't gone out to deliberately fold his company. He's trying to, he's he must have been trying to keep it running. Uh, until... uh, look, I, I do believe that was the case, that, that he was just running a bad business, to be honest, and he was, he was really trying and he was kept promising that things were going to get better and we were going to improve and make, you know, make it happen. Um. The, the hangover from COVID hasn't helped prices going up and still having to do jobs for, for um, less than what they were worth because of how prices did shoot up. Um, Labor costs have gone up. Um, so, uh, look, I, I, I don't hate him because um, I know it would have been a tough go for him to have to tell me to, that he was folding it. Um, just disappointed that after 12 years of contracting to someone – they, you know. You're in this situation. And, and mate, yeah. as well as that, there would be a lot of homeowners too who probably would have paid money to him to get landscaping done that yeah. have made, put out 10, 20, 30,000 bucks and going, well, there's no work getting done on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the clients of the jobs that were halfway through had, you know, up to $80,000 in front of where we should have been um, as far as payments. And that, and that, that money's gone now for them. Um, and that would, you know, I feel for them, yeah, because uh, that, that's that's their hard earned, you know, going into it as well. So, um, what do you yeah, think, that's, Stu? That's... Are the options for this 
uh, contract or this, this guy that you were working for now, like the last thing you would want to see is, oh, he pops up as another company and, or you see him trading again under another business yeah. name. You think, hang on a second, something's not right. Yeah, look, I, I don't think he will. From from the conversation that we had on the Sunday that he told me, I don't know if he's got it in him to try again. I think he he tried and put a lot of effort into trying to be a successful business. I, I just I don't think he'd have that in him. Uh, and I'd probably be a bit disappointed, I guess, if I did see him try again. But look, I think he's burned too many bridges with too many trades to be able to start again. Definitely in Sydney, anyway. Well, mate. There's nothing legally, as you said, it's not worth going down that path? Uh, well, no, I don't believe so. Um, I haven't heard back from the liquidators um, since they sort of came up with the initial report. Uh, they said it's not good. So, um, and I'm, I, he told, um, the designer told me that he was going to be selling his house mm. to try and cover costs. But from what I'm hearing through other people, that that's probably not happening now because it may have been in his missus name. So yeah. I don't think there's any money to be chasing. Well, mate, it'd be interesting to find if other listeners have had a situation similar to yours. Uh, give us a call. Let us know. What have you done? Is there anything worth doing? One Part of the danger of oh, small yeah, business it is. is that it's, you are exposed to other people's problems when they owe you money. Yeah. Well, Stu, mate, I really, mate, that's a big lot of money to be owed. Um, I hope it works out, mate. And uh, maybe one of our listeners who's been in a similar situation can give us a call, let us know. Thank you for joining us this morning, buddy. Not a problem. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Stu. Cheers, mate. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. G'day, Scotty from St. Ubert's Island. Hey, boys. What you calling about, Scotty? I just want to wish, um, I just want to say how Zach did a good job while you guys Oh, wait last oh, week. Oh, how many, how many oh, people has Zach that, paid to yeah, say, say this that. on the oh, radio? Oh, here we go again. You're just saying, you're just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 know, no, you didn't even listen last week. You weren't even here. No, I did. No, you didn't. Oh. You weren't even <laughs> yeah. here. You weren't <laughs> even rang, here. And Zach rang said. Zach last week. No. He rang Zach. He rang Zach. No. Oh. And Zach what? said to you, oh, listen, ring up, say how good I did, and I'll put you into the draw for a prize for Call of the Week for no. that barbecue. No. He did. No, he didn't. Yeah. Zach. Stop it. Sorry, yeah, I've got to stop calling these people, don't I? I mean, I haven't said a word. They're just really good to listen. Obviously, they like to start on <laughs> liked what you did. What did you do? Oh, you know, if you like, listen, you would have known. <laughs> I was doing other things, mate. Yeah, laying on the couch getting pressure. Pressure king. Did you want to rub of some cream into my Kirby butt? Uh, no, so, oh. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Because we're looking at the big, the big super moon that's happening a Wednesday yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday night. Well, you can see that without a telescope. Yeah, but you want to see the rings around. I want around. to see the rings around Saturn because it, they're very visible and yeah. all you need is a mildly powerful telescope and you can check it out for yourself. Yeah. You go to like there's clubs. Can you use binoculars? No, no probably not because they're not oh, as stable but, oh. and they're not as strong as oh, telescopes. Oh, right, yeah. I use binoculars. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got in your hoodie. <laughs> Especially when I'm staying at That's High when, Rise in Sydney. Yeah. That's why your neighbour Al's got those blockout lines now. So, you can go to astronomy clubs, but yeah, I did ask yeah. Mum to see if Dad had a telescope because <clears throat> Dad loves space as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I said, Dad, does, does he have a telescope? If so, how powerful is it? Yeah. Yes, he does. She comes back. Yeah. Do you want me to ask him how powerful it is? I went, oh, yeah, please. Oh, No. He has a microscope, <laughs> not a telescope. 
It's all right. Well, that's the same. Same, same thing. <laughs> um, just quickly, too, Barbie has become the uh, the world's, for Warner Brothers, their highest grossing movie ever in its entirety, surpassing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. So something Barbie, you go, as long, if you can market something, it could be a polished whatever. You can market something and as long as it's... <laughs> polished what? <laughs> Viewed through a microscope. <laughs> you, if you polish it well enough and you can market it well enough, they will come, Robert. They, they will, will come. come. How's that? Uh, look, we're supposed to be talking. And look, a, a vet has issued, a, if you're a dog owner, good morning, Bear and Taco. <laughs> hey, and Wal. Uh, a vet has issued a warning uh, to dog owners over the dangers of a popular toy, saying it could cost a fortune in dentist bills. Um, play What, what is, is That Toy? What is that toy? What is that toy? Let's yeah. play Let, what, what is that toy? Okay. Um, is <laughs> it, <laughs> does it make a sound? No. No. Is it made of plastic? Uh, no. Mm, no. What about, is it made of timber? No. Oh. Why would you give your dog a bloody thing made out of timber, you gawk? Have you never thrown a stick to a dog? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> But that's not made out of timber. Yeah. That is just oh, something is from just a timber. tree. That is it is timber. From, you haven't made – yes, it's timber, but you it's haven't timber. made it. Yeah, good Yeah, point. and I picked it up and I thought, this stick is a yeah. timber well, stick and I'll stick. throw it. It's, it's made of timber. Stick. It's not a stick. What is it? What is a stick made of? A timber. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I was, it is, I was waiting for you, the game show to start. Yeah, I know. I couldn't find the bloody game <laughs> right. show music. Um, anyway. You're sacked, Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had circus music, but I mean, no, 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 that's not the game show music. Does anyway, it have bells in it? No, it's bloody uh, tennis ball. Do not. I get this out of vet. It. Yeah, this vet has got. Well, he must be good because on TikTok he's got two point one million followers. You know why they love chewing them? Why? I think you don't chew the. Oh, yeah, they do. They no. chew them. There's animal fat in the glue. No, no, no that is not. Rub it together. Is that true? No, no, I have no idea. But they say uh, with the tennis ball, it's very <laughs> you harmful. Just said no. What for too? the sake of saying no? No, we whatever no you said. <laughs> no, go on then. No, stop giving your dogs tennis balls because the tennis ball. What happens? Um, it gets caught with saliva and dirt and sand. Oh, no right? joke. Covering the ball and basically turns into sandpaper. So your little pooch, unless you wash your balls, <laughs> they love do it. you wash your balls? Always. Depends how, like it's hard to wash a furry one. Because you've got to do it because you get that abrasive feel if you don't and your poor little <laughs> poochie. Well, it'll be like sandpaper on on its teeth, and the vet even showed pictures of the canine's <laughs> teeth. That's why they say you shouldn't do it on a beach either. That's exactly right. So that's a little bit of word of caution. Say so you don't, you, you you know, you can say that when you listen, you learn something every day. Well, not necessarily so, but seriously, I still remember. I was telling Zachy, our producer, oh, we had those chew toys so for the dog. Dunk your balls, but before yeah, you, yeah, very much so. Yeah, clean before your balls. You toss them. If, yeah, exactly. So that's the little bit of uh, warning and message for us uh, this for morning. Dog. If you if you um, throwing your tennis balls to your dogs. But I remember the time that we had our, Wrap it up. <laughs> our our bloody chew toy and Hannah, when Hannah was little, and uh, because the dog had it in its mouth, she threw it, but it hit the splashback where I was cooking spaghetti bolognese and went plonk, straight into the spaghetti bolognese. Oh, and... You're no stranger to <laughs> spit falling into food, are you? And so I just picked it out, mixed yeah. it around. <laughs> She'll be right. And you know what? No harm done, Robert. No, no harm Good done. Good roughage. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Anyway, I was telling you about my haircut before yes, and you yes, were rude. Yes. And uh, 
I was. Just, I went. To, I went in there and I said, "Mate, just don't take too much off, because yeah. you know it is a little bit thin around yeah. certain areas." So, yeah. so away he went. He started yeah. to sniff. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, that's some good. I like going. Keep going, going, please. I like going to the barbers. You ever had a shave? I haven't had a shave to the barbers. I shouldn't no. get that done. No. Oh, I've had a shave, like the James Bond. They called it. It yeah. was really good. What do they charge for a shave now? Oh, thirty bucks, I suppose. Hey, thirty bucks for a shave? Something like that. I'm not getting the shave now. It's like his treatment. You get the hot towels and oh, you can do I, that at actually, home. I went into one for a shave once, yeah. and the guy looked like he could barely. He's just just started popping pimples, and he's yeah. gone off. Oh, never done this before, <laughs> mate. <laughs> like when you are you to, serious? Like when you go to a tattoo yeah. artist. And this is my I first said, day. He comes oh. over with his with his cutthroat <laughs> razor and his bowl of water. I said, mate, so you got where's the hot towel? He goes. Hey, Steve, do we have any hot towels? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, I would have cancelled it. Stop yeah. right now. Anyway, this guy gave me a haircut and I yeah. thought, that's a good job well done. And you leave. You thought to yourself. Well, I went to Woolies to get some stuff afterwards straight away. I was in the supermarket and, you know, you get to the end of the aisle and you look up and there's a TV up there. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that? people are, People are complaining about that. About those TV cameras above TV the... TV camera above, above the end the of the checkouts. aisle. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't at the checkout, just at the end of the aisle. Oh, right. So I was standing there staring down the aisle just thinking, oh, what do I need here? What do I need? And I looked up and I saw this bloke standing there yeah. in the TV screen. I went, oh, he's, got, he's got no hair on the top of his head. <laughs> and then I looked again and I went, hang on, he's wearing the exact same clothes that I am. <laughs> and, and I went and put my hand in the air and sure enough, the guy in the TV put his hand in the air. But it couldn't have been me because he was dead set near bald at the top of his head. Why is it when you look down on yourself, yeah. it looks much worse than when you look in the mirror? Yeah, I know. If I look at you straight on now, see, yeah. you can't, can't see tell. that. You, mate, it's the same. Tell me, tell me. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm bending over now. Yeah, it is. It is the Pope's hat. Uh, you got the, just same. a little bit? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. It's same as footballers. You know when you when because the um, overhead shot. And yeah. You used to watch Cam Smith. Oh Cam you go, Smith. Oh Cam. Darren. You Devin know, Ed. Uh, <laughs> Darren Lockett. Jeez. Devin Ed. <laughs> and same with uh, Prince Harry and Prince William. Oh Devin. You know, with, with when the high shot, you go. Oh no. You know, front on as you say, you look all right. I know. Then from upper. As you say, so look all right from front on. Front, oh, well, you know, sort of all Thanks. right. Not that great. Do you want one of those wrestling matches they did at Canterbury? I'm nah. just never going back to that supermarket. Right. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Good times, also the greatest hits. 107.7 Triple M, breakfast with Paddy and Rob Palmer, mostly sunny 22, morning fog. That's what we'll get at Woi Woi today. You've upset just, a few people. Mate, just leave it alone. Well, you have. My phone's ringing off the hook. Hang on. I've got messages what? upon messages from people saying we, this is not on. Hang on, let's just rewind a second. Okay. We just did the Coast Cash Quiz. Mark from Springfield won yeah. 100. We asked, won 100 bucks. We asked Mark, did he want to come back tomorrow? You know, before we asked Mark if he wanted to come back tomorrow, we asked Mark a couple of questions, and he knew the answers before the questions were even asked. And then when he won the $100, we asked him if he'd like to come back for 200 and what did Mark say? Mate, I, I think I owe Paddy 100 don't I? <clears throat> the reason why, Your Honour, he owed me 100 <laughs> earlier on this year... We had a wager. He goes for the West Tigers. I goes for the Broncos. He said the West I don't want Tigers. Your feeble explanation for finish higher on the for ladder. You trying to square your debts away using. So, so, so who are you ringing? I'm going to ring someone that can help me with this. I'm going to ask Jeff Tuvey. Yeah. What now, are you doing? Okay. Hello. Hello, Jeff. Oh, he's called Jeff Tuvey. Used to play yes, for mate. Manly. 
Well, Northern what, Eagles. What are your thoughts? What is t- what to put him on speaker? Put him on speaker. Yeah, yeah, put put him, on. him on speaker. Okay. Okay. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Jeff. It's, it's, it's outrageous. Mate. Thanks for your, thanks for your call. I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be leading it. You are mate. in all sorts, mate. Mate, that is wrong. And what I wanted to do, I don't have time now. <laughs> What to get Dad for Father's Day. I'm going to have to look at that later on today. We are giving you a chance. I'm not listening to you. We're giving you a chance to win a fantastic prize. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you just want to ring Father's up and Day. make a wager <laughs> that is with Paddy, win, lose, or draw. <laughs> Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Thank you to all who have called throughout the week. We've put you in on the draw because... Alfresco Outdoors and Heating at West Gosford. If you're looking for something for Father's Day, seriously, go today or tomorrow. Go and see Alfresco Outdoors and Heating at West Gosford because we've got the Weber Baby Q to give away. Now, everyone's into the draw. Who's called us this week? Yeah. Can only be one winner, Robert. Can only be one. And that winner is... The draw this morning has gone to Pete from Berkeleyvale. Hello, Pete. Morning, Pete. Hey! You won the barbecue. Oh, you're kidding. How good's that? Yeah, the Weber barbecue valued at $389 from Alfresco Outdoors and Heating at West Gosford. That is yours, Pete. You bloody ripper. Thanks, guys. Good on oh, you, well mate. Well done. Does your partner know or by now that you've told the entirety of the Central Coast that you're about to have another baby? Yeah, I had to tell her. Because everyone was stuck. <laughs> everyone was what? Everyone was starting to ask. Yeah, because you did call <laughs> and you said we were the second people uh, people that you told. Um, and because what's uh, one month along? Is it one month or two month along? Uh, no, nah, five weeks now. Oh, five weeks five now. Five weeks. Oh, that's, so okay. Well, just well, <laughs> you can celebrate this weekend with the weather. Good the baby stuff, How good the is baby that? Yeah. Well done, mate. Baby Q for the baby. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Pete. And thank you to Alfresco Outdoors and Heating at West Gosford. If you need a gift for Father's Day, go and see them. Make sure you do. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. On Sunday, Industry Group Stadium, the Roosters are taking on the Eels in the NRLW 150. The captain of the Roosters' side is our local girl, Isabel Kelly. She joins us this morning. Isabel, hello. Hello, Isabel. Hey guys, how are we? Yeah, you going okay? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. Really good. Gee, I tell you, your team, the Roosters, are blitzing it this year. Yeah, we're doing really well. We've um, worked really hard in the preseason, and obviously the last few rounds we've done quite well. And um, yeah, building something special, I think. And that's brilliant. And there's a lot of Central Coast girls in your side as well. Yeah, there's about half of us, which is good because um, we all travel to Sydney together. But yeah, it just goes to show that the talent that we're producing on the Central Coast can go far away. So, um, yeah, about half of our team in the NRLW squad, which is which is pretty incredible. And you're building plenty of support. I mean, you, you may not remember this. You went to a lunch a little while ago when Paddy Gerard turned up. <laughs> he took a photo with you and Millie Boyle. He's in the middle. 
looking like he's about five years old. <laughs> and he's now got that on his desk in the office. He's taken his family photo down. He's got you three there now. So great support. I love that. I love that. Isabel, love that, is, it, that is a fib. <laughs> no, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll, yeah. Show, he'll show anyone that will give him the time of you day. You Isabel Kelly. Oh, I've got a picture there, I say. Yeah. Is, is Millie playing this weekend as well, uh, well Isabel? Yeah, yeah, Millie's playing. Yep, um, basically the same. No, not many two changes to last week, which is good. Um, but yeah, Millie's definitely in there. Hey, and the good thing is, you guys have got an open training session tomorrow. We sure do, which is really exciting because it'd be great to have um, some of the locals come and have a watch of what we can do at our training. Just get an idea of um, how we train, prep for the next big day. Um, but yeah, super great and exciting that it's on the Central Coast. I think we're going to have a lot of people come around and support us. They love women's footy here, so what better way than to have it here? Oh, they really do. And that's tomorrow, 1 o'clock at Industry Group Stadium. Now, you're taking on, like, the yeah. Eels have failed in the uh, the men's because Robert goes for the Eels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're, 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 on, not going... they're on holidays, actually, Isabel. That's what they are, on holidays. <laughs> they're not going so well in the women's either. You should uh, do them this weekend, surely, on Sunday. Yeah, unfortunately, the girls have had a bit of a rough um, trap, but they got a win last week, and Rachel Pearson's actually the one kind of leading them around the park really well. So we've got to keep an eye on her because of her kicking game is so so good. It's one of the best within our game. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to get the win, but at the same time, we're just focusing on us. We've got a tough game after this week we've got against the Knights, so just really prepping for, for the next few weeks. See, now, Paddy Gerard, Isabel's just shown you how to be respectfully confident. <laughs> Don't listen to he him, can Isabel. learn a lot from you, Isabel. Honestly, <laughs> beautifully put. Now, the, the good thing about the women, like in the soccer, in the rugby league, it's getting women uh, into the into the sports now, Isabel. And, and that's I know you heavily push that as well, don't you? Yeah, that's the main reason why I love to play rugby league. Is um, for me, I want to leave a legacy that the young girls are going to have a pathway all the way through to make sure that they're playing at a professional level. So a lot of the girls that are in the NRLW now really strive to make sure that we're leaving the game in a really good place um, for years and years to come. But um, yeah, exactly what the Matildas just did. They did some great things for just women's sport in general. So it's really great to see that everyone's just kind of behind each other within the women's women's yeah. kind of program, I guess. Yeah. All power to you. Yeah. And is your dad, Big Ken, going to be there on Sunday? Yeah, he's there. He's my number one supporter, although he hates driving to other games, so he's happy and stoked that he's coming to the local one. <laughs> Good on you, Ken. <laughs> yeah, so if you can, make, don't forget, open training session uh, with the Roosters, with so many local girls, including our very own Isabel Kelly, who's the captain of the side. That's tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Industry oh, yeah. Group Stadium. Get down there and get inspired. Yeah, and uh, Blitz it on Sunday, 150th Industry Group, Isabel. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us, guys. Always great to talk to you. Yeah, Isabel Kelly, our local girl, former Berkeley Bowl Panther, now with the Roosters, the captain. She joined us today. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. But look, Father's Day, this uh, this coming Sunday, buy your dad something. But we were talking earlier on this morning about funny gifts you received from the yeah. Father's Day store. Stuff. We've got a digital clock. Yeah, they're that nice. Just, that was last, year before last, I think. Yeah, I, got, I think I got some fishing hooks, just hooks. I really like that. <laughs> Just hooks. Just hooks. I see. You know what I got? What I got one of those magnets that had little ball bearings stuck to it. Yeah, and you just get the magnet, and it's made in ball bearings. As soon as the ball bearings come away, they get they go all over the missing. place. Yeah, but you could make shapes. We got Sally from Point Clear. Good day, Sal. Good morning, boys. Good morning to you both. Yeah, you too. What did your brother buy your dad? My poor dad received a single holder toilet roll holder crocheted. Oh. Single roll. 
yeah. single roll <laughs> toilet. Just single. Yeah. Oh my god. Just one. Poor dad. Did yeah. did your brother make that himself? No, no, he got us from the stall at the primary school. No, yeah, right. Yeah, pretty rough. I yeah. think sometimes because they ask the parents to donate gifts. Yeah. And uh, they just think, what are we going to throw out? Oh, that'll do, but we'll put it in the Father's Day stall. Regift it. <laughs> exactly. You nailed it. I think that's what the Mother's Day club, yeah? yeah. <laughs> does, anyone do cro- does, does anyone do crocheting anymore? Lots of people. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Some friends at work do. I don't, but some friends at work do, yeah. Because now you, it's taken off. Like people, true. young people getting around with their little crochets true. and whenever they're sitting down, not. Yeah, if you're on the train, people crochet on the train. Nana O'Neill yeah. used to do it. She was the good Nana, the bad Nana. Nana Gerard did nothing, just whinge. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the misfortune of being his grandmother. She accused Sally, us. Imagine. She accused us, Sally, Nana Gerard, of breaking all the Christmas decorations. And you know what? They all bloody worked. You did. We did not. We knocked over one Christmas tree once. <laughs> yeah. God, she was nasty. Anyway, thanks for opening up our wound, Sally. <laughs> Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. 16 past eight. We have some info just bought forward because we yeah. just spoke with Glenn from Wadelva how he said that from his Father's Day stall, his yeah. uh, lad bought him some a kite, yeah. which he hasn't used yet. And then we thought, what about the bloody something we could do here? Because you said you went to the Parramatta. Parramatta Park where they had a kite flying festival and, and there were some really big ones. Yeah. And we, they, heaps of kites. You've never seen so many kites. Yeah. Really good shapes. Um, we could do the Central Coast kite flying. Um, well, we could do because they're the record for the most kites flown by one person simultaneously. And I think you've got the skill for me this. Me too. 43. I, yeah, 43 kites. And I know the name. That was achieved by Mark King from China in Wuhan City in Shandong province yeah. in China. That was on the 7th of November 2006. 2006. So it's been, so been a while, 17 years. So there'd be a lot of uplift with 43 bloody kites, wouldn't there? Depends how big they are. Well, you, and how would you how – would Certain kites have more pull than others. Could we do it? Is yes. that cheaper? I think we could? Yes. Whereabouts? The oh, showground? No. Nah, I reckon Central. Oh no, Central Coast Stadium. You get, get what about with the light towers? No, no, that'd be a good Central Coast Stadium. Would be bloody beautiful to do that because you've got the field. Of course, no, you could do it. Are you going to get? You want the wind to come in as much? Do you want the wind being? Oh by yeah, the, the grandstands. That's right. Yeah. What about Adcock Park? Oh yeah, that's pretty open. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, forty-three okay. kites. Yeah, okay. Forty-four. Forty-four. 44. To All right. Confirmed soon. I, I, yeah, we'll speak with our people today and see if we can um, come up with something. I'm going to make you a box kite. Okay. All right. We can do it. Guinness World Records, here we come. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Because we're just speaking about kite flying with Glenn from Bodelba, and then we said, oh, what, you went to the kite festival, Central Coast kite flying, and we and then said, we well, thought, should we, should we get some kites in the air? Then we found out the world record for most kites flying simultaneously 40. by one person is 43. Yeah. And that was by uh, a Chinese lady in Shandong one. province, China. Yeah, in 2006. Then we said, where could you fly it? And Mark has gone to our text line, 048208 1077. Mark from Berkeleyvale, what about the oval at Skillion Tick? Brilliant, right beside the ocean, Trojans. Always gets wind there, surely. Oh, of course, on the beach. And beautiful. Yeah, nice. If you're going to document it. Yes. Guinness World Records. And then if you get in, if you win the Guinness World Record, if you, if you, you know where you go to? Vegas, baby. Good work, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Vegas. Hey, we've got to get to Vegas as well. You know what we're going to need to do? What? We're going to need to get volunteers 
Because I had to think about how we're going to do it. Yeah, remember when we did this with the dog? We you wanted don't to just, walk the dogs. Yeah, you don't just put one up at a time. No. You get all 46. 43. 40, we'll do 46, though. Yeah. Because the world record is 43. <laughs> yeah. but you, want, you don't just want to beat oh, no, it or no, smash you, it. Yeah, so yeah. we get volunteers. Yeah, we could do that. Who come down, join us at yeah. the Skillion and hold a kite each. And then they just and hand then it over. we just tie it to your belt how and, come, and how, then how you run. Have you seen Danny Deckchair? <laughs> How come you're looking at me? Because you, cause well, why are you looking at me? We need someone to anchor the things to the ground. <laughs> hey, mate, I'm I'm I'll, less than a dollar now. What are you? You'd be dollar fifteen. Oh, easy, easy, yeah. So let's. <laughs> so anyway, forty six yeah. volunteers. Yeah, we're going to use Zachy, but look, his legs are like toothpicks. <laughs> Yeah, producer. He is one of the kites. <laughs> yes, actually. He could be the Dow. Yeah. We could use his legs and arms. Put a blanket around him on his shoulders. And, yeah. yeah. And, and seriously, and I tell like you what. Like a fruit bat. And uh, look, a lot of people have been talking about Zach, our producer. I don't know why. He filled in one week. He's, it's just taking. Oh, no. It, it's taken. It's gone to his head. Phone's rung off the hook. They have. Oh, Zach, you did a great Seemingly job. Seemingly, yeah. just through genuine appreciation mm. of oh, Zach. No, was no, it? no. I reckon when he was talking to people last week, when he filled in, Zach, our producer, was saying, make sure you text yeah. how good I'm doing or give Patty and Rob a call, which people have been doing. Yeah, probably promised prizing and stuff. Of course. In exchange for. Of course, for. of course. And then we had Greg say, oh, listen, is Zach going to be there at the barbecue for his fans on Friday at um, at Walker Brothers yeah. Timbers, you know, for a meet and greet. Oh, Please. come. It's is, just is get- Zach doing a signing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Uh, there's another thing you can go, you can go swish, and they've got nearly 1,500 sports stars, so your dad can um, wake up with a unique gift. It's a message from sports stars uh, like Daryl Broman. You've got Reese oh, Walsh in there, 250 bucks. Uh, uh, Michael you, Clark. You I mean, are, turn his microphone off. Uh, $150. Can you turn him off? You can get James Tedesco, and they'll you leave a message. Are. And incidentally, you can go to swish or you can go to Cameo. Now, Cameo, I think you're on Cameo, Rob. Won't you? Cameo, it's it's for celebrities. And what you do, you pay no these celebrities X amount of dollars. You I think, and you we are. did <laughs> Tell you what. It just reminds you, me, that's all. It just reminds me. Rob, if you go oh Cameo God. search Rob you Palmer. Use this show to settle your gambling debts and now you're dropping your mate in a bundle. I'm oh. not. And there was one time because no one had got Rob to do a message. No. So we here at work thought we'll get I him. I did it as a favour to a friend who said that if I get signed to sign someone up, I get a percentage of something. I said, Oh, I'll sign up. And so we organised at work for Rob to do a message. It was to Maureen. We uh, said the name. The setup was Sarah. And this was Rob's You'll message Gerard. for Maureen on Cameo. Let's you have are a li- no friend of mine. Let's have a listen. G'day, Maureen. I've had a couple of jars, I'm not going to lie. Anyway, this is the first for me, the Cameo thing. And you're it, <laughs> my number one. Happy birthday for the 5th of the 10th. Sarah, you're a legend. Thanks for getting us in touch. I'd been at a lunch. I will see you, Maureen, at the Hilltop Hoods. We will large it up like there is no tomorrow. Yo! <laughs> yes, indeed. Anyway. Um, there was a timer. Yeah, I hope everything tonight goes spectacularly for you, Maureen. You're the best. So Sarah says. Anyway, I hope it's true. I'm sure I'll find out at the Hilltop Hoods. Go well. 
Yo! <laughs> so you can either go to Swish. I got home and I had this alert on my phone saying you have 30 minutes to reply to this cameo or it will go away. I thought, oh gosh, I can't do this now. And you did. So for fa- Benny, for Father's Day, you may want to go to Swish or Cameo. Yeah, or Cameo. Get your dad something special yeah. and you'll get a message like that. And it'll cost you, what, $65, Robert? No, <laughs> like 30 I think it was 65 You're a liar. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.